You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, They're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So you would think that this movie would be kind of up my alley, but this movie's not up my alley, and I do like dark comedies. We're talking about Jojo Rabbit. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Why wouldn't this be your type of movie? I'm I'm, I'm doing okay, I guess, considering everything else, but this movie, I, I guess, for everything that was going on and nominated uh, for its competition for Best Picture, I, I, I feel like... This is a great piece, a satirical comedy that um, kind of knows where its role is and makes fun and light of a dark situation, I guess. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of this movie? Did I mean, going into it, right, it was an Oscar-nominated, uh, Oscar-winning movie, one for a screenplay. Um, did it uh, live up to your expectations? For the most part, yeah. I'd say so. It's it's definitely different than the normal type of um, World War II movies that you see, even comedies. Um, but yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw. Wow. Okay. Okay, so I am, of course, like usual, the prick on this episode. Yes. And that's all... Uh, yes, that's. I think I uh, as soon as you texted that, that you weren't a fan, I was like, oh, great. It's going to yeah, be one of these episodes. No, it was- yeah, no, it was it was it was hard to sit through. Um, I watched uh, half of it last night, and I looked at my wife and said, "I'm not interested." Turned it off, went to bed, came home from work, had some uh, bratwurst, and then I finished it up. And I just said, "God damn, I wish I would have finished it the night before because this is terrible." I, guys, I'm sorry. I don't I don't like it. I I get the jokes, I get the satire, but I've I, but I've been there, done that. Uh, Ryan, you may know the movie because you're really hardcore into movie lore, but I've already seen this movie. This movie came out like a few years ago from Germany, right? It was a movie where Hitler was resurrected and he was in modern day Germany. Oh, he's back. Yeah, like I've I've already seen this. Or he's no, a, like a late night host, late night talk show host. Sure, like I. I've I've already seen now. Of course, Hitler's not Hitler is Jojo Rabbit's uh, imagination in this movie. But I just I don't know. I just don't get the. I don't like I don't like Sam Rockwell in this movie as like the drunken general. Is that what he is? Like a drunken general because he fails at everything that he does. I guess a I mean, closeted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he okay. is a closeted homosexual with his assistant. Yeah, who didn't speak any uh, Alfie... Um, Alfie uh, Allen from Game of Thrones? Yeah. You have him in there with no lines, uh, basically. Just just there to dust some dirt off his shoulder, and that's, that's about it. Now, the thing that I really liked about the movie, before we jump into the nitty-gritty, 
Um, there's all these little visual things, uh, and I really appreciate it. Uh, and little character things that if you, like, if you know your history, if you know certain things about um, the Third Reich and, and um, like, the Holocaust, they're pretty fun visual cues because they're not really, not really overstated, you know? And, like, the big indicator of the, like, the homosexual relationship between Sam Rockwell and Alfie Allen's characters comes at the end where when they're um, charging through and trying to defend the town, um, they're all like jazz, their uniforms are all jazzed up, but they got these pink triangles on the uniforms. And if, mm. if you guys know in the Holocaust, uh, gay men, gay people mm -hmm. were identified with the pink triangle. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Made it uh, easier for late night romps. That's for sure. I, uh, well, that, that was uh, um, yeah. Well, ultimately, they, they died. I, I think that in this movie, though, the the jokes were used through those types of people, through Sam Rockwell's character and through uh, JoJo's friend Yorkie, who I I thought was fantastic. I thought he stole the show because you had those little moments where you check in with him with his friend Yorkie about kind of the the situation about the status of what's what's happening right now and. Um, where the Nazis are at, you know, there's there's parts where you know you just check in, it's like, oh hey Yorkie, he goes, oh hey Jojo, you know, uh, got new uniforms, you know, they're paper like, you know, kind of kind of things like that, or uh, just just really just <laughs> these morbid updates that he that he gives, it just like, oh it's not really a good time to be a Nazi right now. I thought it was very, very cute and charming, so. Uh, the way that they deal with Jojo kind of going through this very, very uh, traumatic period uh, and his growing relationship with uh, the Jew in the door that his mom was keeping the entire time, uh, I, I think it made for a great story. Like This this is where it, it became compelling, you know, because Jojo is, is growing up to be the spirit wolf or whatever he was trained to be by, by Hitler, you know, his, his brainwashing thing, but his... Mom was completely the opposite that we find. And that's where I turned off. And, you know, just I just want to make this statement very clear. If I could go back in time, I would go back and be a history teacher because when Ryan made that comment about the pink triangles and shit, like, I, I laughed at that. Not out loud. I just went, like, kind of like a chuckle because uh, World War II, World War One, and the Civil War are the big three that I love to study and just learn about uh, it's still to this day. So I just find that shit fascinating. They put that in the movie, and I will give the movie credit for, for going with that. Um, but, but that's where I turn off when there is a young Jew uh, girl in his attic because I called it right there what, what was going to happen. And I'm like, okay, it's going to go that route. Because I found it so interesting that we're going to get a different perspective um, from World War II. Because we always, modern day movies anymore is the American side or the winning side, I would argue, for World War II. And I'm not saying that I want to see, you know, another Nazi propaganda film or anything like that. But... It's always interesting to see the other side and what their viewpoints were. And I found myself um, really liking JoJo's story because this is all this kid knows, right? This is this is nature versus nurture, right? 
Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just really found his, I found his story more interesting because this is all he wants to be, is is Hitler's right hand dude, and his imaginary friend is Hitler, for God's sakes. And I just, I just really liked it. But then once the once the Jew girl shows up, I'm like, okay, I know where this is gonna happen. Which, call me an asshole if you want, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care about her. I, I wanted Jojo to find out reality for himself. You know what I mean? I, I think... Wait, how does he not find it out for himself, though? Yeah. Well, you I know, think that's what the has, movie's about. Yes, but, of course, he has the Jew to help him with that journey where i rather just him, you know, realize or well, something not, happen. Besides but the, the, journey, like, the journey is that... He at the beginning he believes Jews, he believes all these weird, nonsensical things about Jews because it's drilled into him. And so, how do you expect him to come out of that if he's not interacting with a Jewish person? I guess something more. I guess something different. Something different. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. I haven't had much time to digest to digest it. But something different than just the obvious script writing aspect of okay let's introduce him a jew you know to get him to realize or whatever like i actually found it very funny when he quote unquote allows her to stay in the house and he's like so why do you guys like to drink blood or whatever he was asking her all these terrible fucking questions about about jewish people and i just like i found that interesting but i just really wished it would have done something different I think it uh, did a great job of showing how extreme and ridiculous kind of the the Third Reich was. So you had these generations of young Nazis growing up to to really believe this. And here's this kid, Jojo, who's like ready to defend uh, and go to battle when he meets this Jew. He's, He's being prepared for it. He wants to make the people proud, you know, but... You, as the movie progresses, you get to see how ridiculous everyone is acting. I, I think they did a great job of that with the Heil Hitler scene with Stephen Merchant when yeah. they when he walked to the house. And you have to wait for everyone to do this 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 back and forth, this this little uh, game of catch with the Heil Hitlers. You know, I have to say it, then you have to say it, and oh yes, yes. And if you do not, then that's that's suspect, right? Like this is how ridiculous it is, or Again, the uh, the status updates that we get from, from Yorkie, where he's talking about um, just their their military actions, and just how ridiculous it can be as well too. Like it's it's supposed to be just um, almost comparing that uh, certain things just have not changed. That certain people will believe certain things, certain people will go completely uh, extreme when you tell them one belief, and they take it to a new level. It's uh, just one of those kind of um, stories of a reality check, really, because then you have his mom, the person who's obviously he's he's connected to he, in a way that is, you know, I mean, well, it's mother's son. You, know, you have this bonding period, you know, her dancing obviously on the on the stone uh, wall there, and you know, just having a good time, and that's that's the empathy that he grows into, and that's the one that he wants more, right? And so he wants to. Uh, he doesn't want to impress Hitler anymore. He wants to impress his mom. 
Which is actually the performance that took me out of the movie a lot with Scarlett Johansson's. I will actually pinpoint you the performance, the uh, the scene in which I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't dig her vibe. And, and, and that scene is when is when they're uh, arguing at the dinner table and talking about politics, and then she kind of goes schizophrenic, and then she puts coal on her face, look like a beard, and she's pretending to be the dad and also the mom. And I'm just like, okay, she's nuts. A little bit. <laughs> I was hoping that you weren't going to say that, you know, the part that ScarJo did that really took me out is that part when she was hanging from the rope. It's just... <laughs> No, I just, see that this movie bring, brings up the darkness in people. It is. Yeah, I just, I just, it, it took me out. It was just like, okay, I, I don't understand because now is her, is her character schizophrenic? Because I have a three-year-old. Now I know that's different age than JoJo, but I don't play with my three-year-old like that. I don't pretend I'm different people like that. That's weird. I, I don't. I just this kind of movie. Even though the jokes and the satire for knowing the history of World War II, like I know were were endearing i guess would be a word to say um it's just overall as the movie i don't know how this was nominated for anything i scarlett johansson was terrible in it. <laughs> she's better than uh in this movie than she was in maybe avengers or what she mean, will no. be in black widow i mean well black widow is going to be Bad. Everybody knows that, but she was better in Avengers. I got more feeling for her out of the worst scene in Endgame when she was fighting with Hawkeye to kill herself than this whole entire performance in this movie. Like I just, I just, I just don't see it. Ryan, you haven't talked in a while. You're gonna tell me I'm crazy, aren't you? Yeah, no, I think you're crazy. Um, yeah. She's she's really good in this movie. I think that scene in particular, um, like she's very stressed because uh, she's working underground for the resistance, trying to undermine the Nazis and the Reich and, and everything. And her son, her only child left after the death of her daughter and the, uh, basically the disappearance of her husband, uh, her son, the only thing she has left in this world uh, is just full-blown, just speaks in propaganda. Uh, the thing she's fighting against, she looks at every day and she loves. Like, so that moment where she becomes her father makes sense uh, because she's kind of, she's not like schizo. She's just kind of, she's fed up. And then like her son has this whimsical personality where he has these moments of fancy and she, uh, you know, you could all, you could take that. He gets that from her, from seeing her transform into uh, the, the, the father. And I actually, I quite enjoyed everything. Yeah, everything Scarlett Johansson does in this movie. Okay, well, it's a I big mean, gut. It's right. a big gut punch when she dies too, because you don't even see her. You just see her shoes. Well, there's your visual. Yeah, there. That was the uh, the visual aid too, and that was um, uh, interesting. How they how they did that. That was uh, a good tone change in the movie too, because you noticed after that things weren't as bright, things weren't as colorful. Um, mm. The, the wardrobe change is almost uh, uh, just toned down as well, too. Like, JoJo's complete attitude is, is changed. That, that's kind of why I like this movie. You can kind of identify with it a little bit more, is that what you dreamt about at nine years old, you know, and then you slowly, through your own realization, through actions of others, uh, come to find that it's just not this, this you know, uh, gumdrop, a uh, world that we that 
he once thought uh, existed, that we once thought existed too, that life comes at you hard and this is how it comes at you too. I think that was a good way of doing that because that was a good uh, um, way to start the lull of the movie too because I think it started like that part we got right at the halfway point or right at the uh, latter end of the halfway point. So it was a good shift. I I just enjoyed it. Wow, okay. Yeah, because I feel that this was her worst performance since the island. But okay. Oh, <laughs> she's she's wonderful in the island. She's the saving grace of that movie, sir. Actually that is probably the best Michael Bay movie that's ever made, to be honest with you. Pain and gain? No. I mean the <laughs> island is just yeah. I mean like again, we're calling you know, I don't know. To quote South Park, we're choosing between a giant douche and a turn sandwich at that point. Like, I don't know. But anyway, I just look. How about this? How about this? I'm just not. A, I'm just not a ScarJo fan. I don't. I don't find her sex appeal. I don't get why people literally cream themselves over her. I don't get her. She's not a good actress. I can name you 50 that are better. I just. I just. I just don't see it. And her being duped into Avengers world for the past decade uh, with not just with her, but with anybody, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or, you know, whoever that was big in the, to the Marvel universe, uh, seeing them doing something else. This makes me go, yeah, but you're not good though. Jeez, that's, that's saying a lot. So you're right. saying that any, any yeah. Avenger has been typecasted hard enough to where they can't have anything after that. Doctor Doolittle is my answer to that one. Well, you did you not? You didn't like Knives Out, did you? No, because yeah, Chris Evans is really good in that. I mean, um, like he he could be. I mean, like Robert Downey Jr. was great before Iron Man with uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Really enjoyed that movie. Shane Black, who 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 pinned uh, Lethal Weapon, one of my favorite buddy cop franchises of all time. But uh, after after Avengers, what are you going to do? Dr. Doolittle, congratulations. I mean, she did a lot before that, too. You know that, right? Like, there was, like, okay, Lost okay. in Translation, so, like, you know. But, yes, she, she did, did do that, that, but was she, she good in it? There's a lot of movies yeah. that people are good in, a lot of people, uh, movies that people aren't good in, you know? I'm not going to sit here and say that Scarlett Johansson in Lucy was good either, but... Is it the fault of her, or is that the fault of a of a bad script? I would say that if you put, we bought uh, a zoo. Are you gonna, you know, like, is that her fault? Is that Matt Damon's fault? Yes, absolutely. Because you may be a, a great actor. We'll go back to the movie for this. You may be a great actor and get a shit script, but you signed on to do the script, so you're going to make the best of what you get. You're going to make. Something edible out of the shit sandwich. Uh, Robin Williams has done that plenty of times. Uh, where James May come and Patch Adams comes to mind. All right. So, well then. Well then. How about this then? After you just said that, I think you set yourself up. How about Ghost in the Shell? You're saying that because our fans fucking love that. So I lost. She that. was obviously in the whitewashed version of Ghost in the Shell, and we shit on that movie. Uh, and it, this is a, a movie that is. Basically, uh, I'm not gonna say shot for shot uh, uh, remake. They did a pretty. They added in a, a whole lot, but they did. They did the best they could without showing too much tit, I guess, uh, in the in the movie. But there you go. That's like 
that's not her fault either, right? I mean, that's you're you're yeah. literally doing a remake. All I'm saying is that just because it's ScarJo, as an example, does that mean that she's good in it? I, I mean, like, just because Scarlett Johansson has done maybe arguably some good movies or some bad movies in the past, does that mean she's good in this movie? And it is hard for me, not for anybody else, just for me to sit here and watch her do this satire, dark comedy movie and try to get Oscar bait when she just come off of Avengers for the past 10 years when she's not good in any of those movies. So it's just hard for me to sit here and understand that you're a serious actress when you haven't given me anything in a decade. That's all I'm getting at. Is I just I just don't see it. It was like, oh ScarJo, okay. I think you just don't like ScarJo and that's and that's fine. You know, you're you're allowed to to not like somebody. Um, How about this? I just I just, I just don't, don't see, see the appeal. appeal. I, just I just don't see, see the appeal. appeal. Sure. That's no no, I, I get you. I'm the same way with J Lo. I get it. Oh J Lo oh, perfect. Okay. J Lo or J Law? Because if you, you say, say J Law, you and I have some no, no, no. J J Lo, no, Jennifer uh, Lopez. I, I the entire time. I mean, grow, growing up, everyone was was even still. They're all saying like, "Oh my!" And so I, I no, never did anything for me. Never. Uh, I was gonna say because nobody disrespects J Law. That's right. th- there's your example for the movies, by the way, too. Is that uh, ScarJo? I think is at least made. Some decent movies. J Lo, can uh, give me her her list of, of movies that we should put on a shelf. She was good for five minutes in Jersey Girl when she died. Oh, okay. So, thing that's not saying a whole a lot there. When she died in Jersey Girl, in the first five minutes. Okay, so back to Jojo Rabbit. Um, so one of the things I found interesting too in the movie is that is that Jojo wants to be. Uh, he wants to be a Nazi so goddamn bad, and he's just a bumbling fool, right? I mean, like he is—he he says, "I'm if I ever see a Jew, I'm gonna kill it," you know. And in the next scene, they only kill a rabbit, and he pusses out, which I would argue I'd probably puss out too. I don't want to kill a rabbit. I ran over a rabbit last week on my way to work, and I almost cried. So, like, I don't want to do that shit. But then he tries to throw the grenade, and it blows up in his face, like. That's the guy. That's the story that I want, and and, and, and and to me, to me, it was not the story that I got. Ryan, you haven't spoken in all in a while again. So, what's your two cents on that? No, I think it's. I think this JoJo's transformation is better than if we just focused on him being a bumbling idiot because he starts that way because that's that's how he's being taught like he he's a hitler youth and the hitler youth paramilitary group whatever it was called the hitler young folk something and like he's taught that way but once he starts expanding outside of that that realm that world when he meets elsa the the jewish girl in the closet um he stops being that way and you begin to see that the Nazis in the town or the people that are part of the, the, the government, like the, the Gestapo people, they're all dumb. They're all idiots. They're all morons. Um, they all don't care about certain things. They just, you know, they just follow the, the, the orders as they're given. And I, I feel like as you experience Jojo coming out of that, it's better than if we were just to have him be a bumbling moron, the whole, the whole movie. Because you get he gets humanity from his mom, 
um, he learns about empathy from the Jewish girl, and he he begins to see these things that he didn't see before, especially when he's interacting with uh, Invisible Hitler. Okay, so we haven't talked about Invisible Hitler. Is that necessary in this movie? I, I think so. it represents the the growth a bit more. Um, a lot of things obviously depict that already. We've already talked about maybe the color scheme, the uh, his friend Yorkie doing it, or Sam Rockwell, and just kind of the different situations, the updates that we get uh, about what's going on in the world around him, too. And then from his mom and from Elsa, we get the updates that's going on internally. Um, it, it's just this... It, it's growing up, you know, just just kind of changing of the mind, really, and just seeing uh, what is. So I think that is a clear representation of, of him, kind of when he, especially when he throws Hitler out the window. I think right. that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, shows that you know that he's he's growing up, or at least he's able to make his own decisions. He's not doing it for somebody else. He's going to do it for for himself. And I, I think that's um, a good visualization, visual, a visualization of that. But um, could it be done I another think, way? I don't know. I think it was done uh, it, well enough for the movie. The the Hitler as his um, invisible friend is really great in showing the like the absolute um, the amount to which. Jojo has bought in at a, at a young age because he doesn't actually like he idolizes the Fuhrer. He knows Hitler. He's seen this picture, and he's told these things about him, but he doesn't actually know what's happening. He doesn't know what's going on. And there's these these little hints here and there that let you in on this. Like when Hitler offers him cigarettes, Jordan, why is that uh, a thing that you you should pick up on? Uh, why is Hitler offering him cigarettes? Yeah, why is that something that shows that Jojo Rabbit doesn't know what's what's actually going on? Why? It's because Hitler hated cigarettes. He actually banned smoking in public places. Um, oh, he, you motherfucker! You he was a, bitch. That's right. Yeah. He was a vegetarian, but he there's a moment where uh, Invisible Hitler says, "I'm gonna go eat a unicorn for dinner," and then you see him later on eating the yeah. unicorn meat. Yeah, you. So, like, there's these there's these great little moments presented these character moments presented through his interactions with invisible Hitler and they're fantastic. And when you finally get the moment where he says, fuck you, Hitler and kicks him through the window. Oh, I clapped. I clapped. <laughs> okay. So something fun, something fun, Eric, I'll ask you first and then we'll go with uh, Ryan for the, for the same question here before getting to our popcorn rating. Is this a good Hitler over the past 20 years? We've seen a lot of movies with Hitler depicted depicted, is this a good Hitler? Is this fun? Does uh, this look like a Hitler? This, this was a Hitler that was supposed to be a, a like a cartoon, you know, like right, a, a right. very very uh, exaggerated uh, part, uh, just to kind of show how ex exaggerated and, and over the top. Same with the movie; it, it's, it's the same part. It's supposed to be very very over over the top and just um, uh, to the point of of, of silly. And I think Takiyawadi did a, a very good job. Um, as as Hitler, is it the, the the best? No, it's a silly Hitler, and I think he did a good job of, of, of playing that. I mean, you know, we've seen so many different types of Hitlers. You know, if you want to go with the uh, I don't know, the best one in recent history. Have you seen I, boys? Have you seen Iron Skies? Have you seen both those movies? No. Well, there's there's a good Hitler for you. I think the best Hitler ever was Inglorious Bastards. 
You think so? What about in uh, uh, Valkyrie with Tom Cruise? Ah, uh, there we go. What about Downfall? Nobody, Downfall? Okay. See, oh, I, was, I, was drinking, I was drinking water while you were doing that. It's okay. Ryan, Ryan, same question for you, bud. What do you think of this uh, This uh, depiction of Hitler? Is, 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 is this one of the best? Do you, do you, do you like this? I mean, I, I like how Hitler is presented in this movie. I think it's... Uh, I think it's hysterical on a couple fronts that he, you know, there's some subtextual stuff like how Take Waititi is uh, himself Jewish, um, part Jewish, um, but then he also wears a fat suit of sorts, like he has a bulging gut when Hitler was supposed to be like, you know, a health nut and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just like these, you know, these slight fuck yous to the guy um, after all this time. Uh, he, it, it's sort of like a, I don't know, a Monty Python esque presentation. Oh, that's a good, good, Brian. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's a comedy. So, I mean, if you, it, it's kind of, it's hard to compare, compare it to like Runa Gans and downfall. Um, it, you know, I haven't seen that he's back, but it, you know, it could be more in line with that, but this is a farcical presentation of a man who's universally reviled by uh, a large swath of the humans on this earth. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I was just curious because over the past uh, few years here, we've gotten a lot of Hitler. And I was just curious if you guys thought that, hey, he looked and acted like Hitler, you know, kind of a thing. So uh, let's get into our popcorn rating for this one. Uh, Eric, let's go with you first, bud. What will be your popcorn rating for Jojo Rabbit? Uh, I really like this movie. I, I give it a large bag just because I think out of the bigger part of it, it was just unexpected. This was... Uh, came out around Oscar season. I like to watch as many movies as I can that are on the list. This one actually uh, fell under the radar for me. It um, was a part of the first list, uh, or the first uh, watch of uh, anything that I came through. It was actually in the last of my list. And um, I was kind of... I think I maybe watched it after the, the actual Oscars itself, too. I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a, a watch at one best screenplay and whatever. And I... I, it was very unexpected, and I was very surprised by it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I actually think it should have won Best Picture. Um, oh! God I, damn it. I, I really do. I, uh, or at least um, more deserving of, of, of Parasite. Um, Se- 1917 should have won Best Film. Uh, I, I liked 1917. I, I, I really did. But uh, this movie, for some reason, um, was just... I, I think there's a little bit more more substance in there. 1917 was just more of the... Uh, visualization and storytelling didn't really um, have a whole lot to do with it. This one, I, th- I think, did. This one, you had a lot of themes that you had to uh, think about, and uh, you know, the character wasn't just one. You had to find his entire world, too. Every character counts in JoJo's world, and I, I just enjoyed it. It was um, it was an unexpected story and, and journey, and it was, it was more pleasant than I think. I'd be probably quicker to watch this one than 1917. Although, again, I'm not trying to, to say that that movie was undeserving. I just think this one was a little bit more. Large All right, bag. well, I mean, I, I'm going to disagree. Um, I mean, I don't think this movie is a small bag and the movie is a medium bag. Medium bag of popcorn, I think it's fine. Um, will I watch it again? I don't know. Probably maybe two times in the rest of my life I'll see this movie again. Is this movie better than 1917 like we just discussed? No, absolutely not. No, uh, 1917 show won Best Film overall. It was one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my life. 
and Jojo Rabbit just does not fit that category. Um, I've already shared my gripes about what I had about this movie. No reason to rehash it, but uh, it was not the movie that I 100% wanted. I got what they were doing. Uh, the dark humor was great. The satire was fun, um, but it's just not a Jordan movie. I guess I would, I guess, do the third person there. So because of that, I just didn't feel anything for it. Uh, it. It definitely is better than a small bag. I will give it that. But for me, my personal rating, medium bag of popcorn. Ryan. What is your popcorn rating for Jojo Rabbit? I'm going to give this one a large bag. Um, kind of went into this movie with uh, skepticism just because uh, some review sites that I like and trust their opinions um, gave it middling to poor reviews. And the trailers made it seem like this um, whimsical comedy about Nazis. And I don't know, I'm not really, I don't really dig that too much. But this uh, completely surprised me. Uh, I thought Sam Rockwell was going to have a bigger part. Like his character was going to have a larger part in the movie. I'm really glad that he's just used sporadically, uh, sort of comic relief. Uh, Sam Rockwell's really good at that. I don't think Sam Rockwell's a leading man, even though he's he's really handsome. I think he's good when he's a supporting character. Um, <laughs> this is what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. Sam Rockwell is very handsome. It's undeniable. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. That is a fact. Anyways. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, uh, the movie is incredibly well made. It's very well put together. Like uh, Eric mentioned at the beginning, it's very bright. Uh, it kind of has a sort of uh, Wes Anderson aesthetic, this sort of whimsy to it. Uh, but uh, once once um, Scarlett Johansson's char- uh, her character, I can't remember what her, her name is, once, once she gets hung... Uh, for betraying the state, and JoJo finds her and everything, and it's it's sort of mellow after that. It's 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 very it's just it's very well done. The central performance uh, by the kid who plays JoJo, I don't remember his name, but he's, he's very, very good. good. Uh, absolutely loved Yorkie. Uh, he was fantastic, especially when um, JoJo tells him about the Jewish girl, and he's like just super happy. He's like he's like I like she's but she's basically my girlfriend now. Oh, that's great, JoJo. That Yorkie good Yorkie. stole the show for me, really did. Yorkie's yeah. the guy in the chair, right? He's Yorkie's the, his fat friend. Yeah. Guy in the chair from Spider Man Homecoming reference there. There we go. Oh, I got you. Mm-hmm. That's Yorkie. I guess I. You can say that for a lot of, of characters that every main character, every Mario needs a Luigi. <laughs> Guy in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> it's all that matters. It's all that matters. Guy in the chair. Wow. Everybody, we hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, review of Jojo Rabbit. Uh, this has been an interesting year. I can, I can say that. I never thought planning for the year that we have done so far, halfway through the year, and we have not seen a new movie since Invisible Man. Like this is crazy for a movie guys podcast, but I'm enjoying this 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 journey here. Uh, again, unfortunate circumstances, but hey, this has been kind of fun seeing these seeing these other movies than what we traditionally would review. Because if it wasn't for what's going on in the world, I don't know if we ever would ever got a chance to see Jojo Rabbit. So it's kind of interesting that we uh, got a chance to see the movies like this, you know, and uh, so. We get to see a, another Avenger movie, um, a, a new one this time, Extraction. 
Right, right. We're going to be seeing that one coming up here in a few weeks. But next week, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but next week we're going to kick off, just like our video game retrospective series, which is not dead. We're going to continue with that, but we're going to continue with another retrospective series. It's going to be the teen sex comedies, and we're going to start next week with Valley Girl, one of Nicolas Cage's first films ever made. So I've not seen this probably in a decade. I've not probably seen this since 2010 with my wife. So I'm interested to see this. I remember there's boobies in it, so I'm happy. Yay. Well, that's good. Nobody nobody on the boobs. I'm I'm well, it's something to look forward to, but you think you ruined the surprise? I mean, I was surprised. It's during the slumber parties. But anyway, so we're gonna we're, we're gonna watch Valley Girl, and the week after that, we're gonna watch what we're we gonna watch, Eric, because I can't name the fucking movie, right? Extraction. Extraction. I was gonna say Extinction, but Extraction. We're gonna review that the first week of June. So look forward to that one. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much for uh, keep. I don't know. Just thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, I keep on saying no, but but thank you so much. Thank you to EMC and 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 everything. So thank you guys, and we'll be back next week for Valley Girl kickstarting our uh, teen sex romantic comedy. Uh, Eric and Ryan, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.